yeah, you know what time it is. It's that time for the Kevin Sutton Show. That's right, coming to you live from ESPN 580 Orlando. This is Myra, the lady's point of view, holding it down. Hold it down. As Kevin is out doing the daddy thing. Saving the dads one dad at a time. Here you go. He's uh, making his way over at Winnie Palmer tonight. But not to worry, because we've got so much going on. Last night we left wondering what was going to happen between Miami and Toronto and the Warriors. And oh, it was a great night. But of course, back in the hot seat with us today is Dr. Field. And today is Monday. No, it's Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tuesday, baby. And my words of wisdom for you all are Myra's words of wisdom yesterday. (laughs) If you're going to eat a burger, make sure it's a juicy one. (laughs) (laughs) Juicy wiggle. We want to remind our listeners the Kevin Sutton Show is brought to you by David Moss Volkswagen on Lee Road, where they sell both new and used cars. Come check out the great assortment of used vehicles they have. Sign and drive deals. That's over at David Moss Volkswagen Only Road or Orlando North. And always tell them your friends at the Kevin Sutton Show sent you. And don't forget to download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, everywhere where podcasts are available. Just type in Kevin Sutton Show and make sure you leave a rating review. And definitely don't forget to subscribe, baby. Five stars. Cinco. What a night it was last night. And I think the term we used when we left the studio was... Was he going to shake the rust off? Oh, yeah. You can shoot shots and practice and get that and try to simulate game, you know, speed and, and whatnot. But um, most of the time, nobody's guarding you, so it's a little different. Um, and then a, a lot of it is just, uh, you know, allowing that muscle memory to come back and the game kind of atmosphere. So my confidence never wavered. Um, I don't think you shoot nine shots from three without making one if, if you don't have confidence. But... You know, I I thought I was taking some pretty good ones, and uh, you know, ho- hope that eventually it would they would fall. That's Mr. Steph Curry, who when we left the studio last night, we didn't know if he was going to play. We said it was up to the coaches. Kevin came back and said, "Coaches work for the coaches." I mean, I'm sorry, the medical staff works for the coaches, and he had little confidence in whether Curry was going to be protected when he came back. And then Julius Caesar said, "It's all up to the coach." Mm-hmm. And, man, if we can just say not only did he come back, he was on fire. Well, first of all, I didn't know Steph Curry could talk. (laughs) I thought he was a mute. Why did you think that? (laughs) I've never heard him speak before. Really? Oh, I'm sure you've heard him speak. Really? (laughs) I've heard his daughter speak. Yeah. She was at the MVP ceremony today as well. Did you guys see some of that? No, we didn't. We'll talk talk about it maybe later in the show. But she she had more antics earlier today. But you mentioned the medical staff, Myra. Steve Kerr, head coach at Golden State, actually talked about who made the decision for whether or not Curry played. We talked to our training staff. We trust them, and they told me he was going to be fine. He told me he'd be fine, and so we we trusted that. And they gave me a check for about $16 million, and I said, he's good. <laughs> you know, if Kevin were here, he'd be disputing that, you know. and uh, And, I mean – we're not naive to the sports industry and what it's driven by, but um, what is it driven by, Myra? Cur- uh, curry? No, <laughs> it is driven by curry. curry chicken. No, it's you know it's driven by success, money, you know. But um, if there was any any kind of hesitation, was he ready? Man, he showed us. 
And uh, with overtime, what are they saying? That he had the highest score? 17 points in overtime, overtime. higher than any other player uh, in the NBA playoffs in history. Wow. That's scary. That's how you come back? That That's that's a Brady-esque comeback. <laughs> now, now, here's my thing. I'm watching. I'm watching some of the clips today, and it it seems like there was man. There was a, a quite a bit of confidence slash cockiness with with that. Like he was, it was almost like he's been reading all the negative tweets that mm. Jimmy Fallon posts, you know, for him. <laughs> and he came back and was like, boom, 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 with his little rubber thing out of his mouth. Boom, boom, boom. That just sounds wrong. You I, mean the I, mouth guard? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I've never seen anyone play with it so much except for like a 12-year-old, you know, when he's out on well, the, dude, on black the people love chewing on, it, right? Black people yeah. love chewing on plastic stuff. Do you ever see chewing on straws? Come on. You know, but the, the camera's always on him, and he's always got that thing dangling out of his mouth, and I've never seen it more than when I go to a middle school basketball game than I do <laughs> when I see Curry play. And, but um, he was on fire. He was he was all over. I did notice the defense. He was he, It was more shooting, I felt like, when I watched some of the clips. What do you think? Like, he played it safe, I felt like, on, on his body-wise. Oh, def- on the defensive so, side yeah. of things. Well, I, I don't think that Curry early in that game had the quickness that he normally has. And you kind of saw it in terms of just getting a feel back in. And he, he talked about kind of shaking off the rust. I noticed that as well. When he got back into that game, though, I, I, it's something that no one has talked about. Uh, just having Curry on the floor helped Golden State last night because he can at least be some sort of a distraction to the opposing defense. Uh, the first play he came down, he ran into the into the opposite corner of where the cameras were. The whole team looked at him and down low, Draymond Green threw down a drunk a dunk. And and that was kind of that that that's kind of what Curry does for you as well, just out of the fear of him shooting. He didn't have Man. that quickness early, but he got back into the rhythm, of course, as the game started. Started 0 for 9 from three, but of course in that third and fourth quarter, and then of course the overtime really got it going. Man, overtime, he was on fire. I was, I mean, I was watching the clips. It was like nothing but him, nothing but net. It was awesome. Now, an injury like he had, uh, he was only out for what? April 24th was when he last played. So what okay. is that, about that's, two weeks? That's pretty quick. Okay, yeah, he, he so came back quick, yeah. With an injury like that, how 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 much is Russ really contributes to something like that? Because you're an elite level elite level athlete. It's not like you just lose – all of your stride in two weeks. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, like, his injury wasn't that bad, but do you, is the fear in his head? I think, in my opinion, and Nick, I, first, I'd love to hear you on this. It was funny because the the word rust is what we used yesterday, and it was almost like, hey, you know, listen to Kansas That's a popular yet. wrestling term, too, <laughs> ring rust. But, um, but you got to realize there was the ankle injury, and then there was this. Right off of the playoffs, yeah, you know, and uh, and I think after the ankle injury, he was okay. And then when that happened with his knee, it was almost like it got it. I think it kind of gets in your head. So I think to your level of rust, no, the talent's not gone, but is there a little bit of physical hesitation? Yeah, you know, are you concerned? Yeah, if if you're not, if it's not playing with his head as little, he's he's not normal. He's what Kevin calls an alien, because any any person. You know, even a regular human being, after you come off an injury and you're back to walking, it's like you never. It's not like you ever walked before, and you're going to walk again. But there's that hesitation, and does that hesitation is it big enough to get in your head to hold you back to where you were 
200% all the time. Yeah, that's the thing, to rely on that knee to plant and push off of that knee after spraining that MCL the way that he did. Would that bother him? And it looked to me like, you know, his first three-pointer was an air ball. It looked to me like it did, Mm -hmm. and then he kind of got more comfortable as that game went on. I think the mistake that Portland made was that they didn't rough him up a little bit. And I know a lot of people say it doesn't matter how you guard him. I just mean early in that game. It would not have bothered me if someone from Portland just gave him a little hip check or something. You know, hey, welcome back. But to the rust effect, remember, when you when you add in the ankle injury and the knee injury, this guy has not played normal minutes really since the end of the regular season. So almost two rounds of the NBA playoffs, mid, you know, early April. So... I would say, yeah, there was going to be a little bit of rust there. More than anything, his conditioning, when you're normally going through the season, you're running up and down the court night in and night out to go two weeks. I mean, heck, I went I went on a vacation for a cruise for a week, got back to the gym on Monday, and I was sucking air. So, I mean, it leaves <laughs> and, you quickly. And, and Nick really leads the cause of, of health and right. prosperity. Yeah, that's so right, yeah. If, he was even like, he stopped on the steps up to the studio and just took a second. I needed to take a minute. Just when you get to the top of the mountain, that's did all. They, just appreciate did it. Did they that's add all. something? Did they add a floor here? I think there's an extra flight here. What's going on? The, is it the yeah. oxygen? Maybe the oxygen's a little thin up here or something. They don't have free uh, all-you-can-eat ice cream like the cruise? <laughs> they do. Oh, I missed that already. Did you eat a lot? I did. Oh, yeah. I did. I gave in. I tried to exercise early. They had a gym there and stuff, so I went the first two did. days, and then I was like, bleep it. If you you don't eat when it's free, then what are you paying for the When are you going to eat? Exactly. Hey, this is the Kevin Sutton Show. When we come back, Mr. Jason Henry weighs in on on Curry on his side. This is the Kevin Sutton Show. This is Myra, the lady's point of view, and Dr. Phil with Jess Nick holding it down. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Feel that beat. This is John Legend, right? Oh. This is the Kevin Sutton Show. This is Myra, the ladies' point of view, holding it down here over here at ESPN 580 Orlando with Dr. Phil and Jess Nick. That's right. Kevin is out doing the daddy thing over at Woody Palmer Hospital. Proud of him. But, you know, we do what we do when he's not uh-huh. here. You know what they say when the dad's away, the kids play. That's right. All right, we get to do our own thing. But um, we are back. It's Tuesday night. The NBA playoffs, especially going on on the East Coast, are uh, crazy. Let me ask you a question. You've been here, born and raised. Nick, you're from Chi-Town. I'm from Chicago. All right, so in the atmosphere of sports, I'm, I'm talking about all professional sports. Okay. Are you normally a Eastern team follower, or yeah. do you follow the West? Because I seem much more interested in the Eastern Conference stuff. I'm talking about not just basketball, but also baseball. Uh, I'm more I'm more of a National League uh, person in baseball and football. Uh, more of an AFC, but uh, but I normally follow the Eastern teams. I just switched my football team to Green Bay. But mm-hmm. it was the Steelers before that. Well, I think a lot of this is because these teams are playing in your time zone as well. Yeah. So they're not playing. Like like to watch the overtime last night of yeah, Golden State that Portland, in? that game ended like 2 a.m. I finally gave up. I had to go to sleep. <laughs> I, yeah, because you got to be at work at 3. Yeah, I got I got well, to work all day. Exactly. <laughs> so I finally gave up. Some people stayed up. But, I mean, even this, I mean, Oklahoma City and San Antonio are playing at 8 o'clock. That game just tipped now. It's 11-7 Oklahoma City, by the way, in the first. And – I mean, normally these teams are tipping off, though, at 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Good luck following them. It's yeah. why most likely you you like to follow more Eastern teams. I got to say, too, um, not trying to uh, 
put this out there as in as a female doesn't follow sports, but yeah, when I did, it was it was oh, East Coast. Yeah, okay. It was East Coast. Teams. I thought it was just me. I, no, yeah. I, didn't I know. really didn't even, you know, I don't know how bad and dated I seem, but I really didn't get into the Warriors until <sighs> last year, you know, you know, when back in my day. <laughs> I didn't even know where Golden State played. <laughs> I didn't even know where they were located. Hey, a lot of people probably still don't even know. I know. What if you do a survey, play. yeah. Like, hey, where does where do the Warriors play? Uh, California. Where? Where? Uh, well, you know when there was a survey where they California. said they counted all the teams in California basketball teams. Golden State always got kept out. Always. You know, it was like the Lakers Forgot and the Clippers, yeah, and San Antonio. Well, and it's Oakland. That's scary. And Sacramento. And Sacramento, yeah, they they got left out a lot too. Yeah, so and what's the popular teams? But you know, someone who knows football, basketball, names of all the players on the team, politics, <laughs> politics, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Have you seen his beard? No. Oh, but we wait. won't see it now. Just wait, Mister Jason Henry. Jason, welcome to the show. What's good? What's good? Not much. What's going on with you? Ah, uh, on my knees. Did you stay up till 2 a.m. to finish watching that game and overtime? I didn't even stay up till halftime. <laughs> it was tough. It was, it was a tough one. It was too it was late. Too late. It was too late. The good thing is that the Spurs and the Thunder started early, so I don't have to worry about that one. But, yeah, last night was too late for me. So what's going on is I don't know if you were what we were feeling. A lot of us had a discussion yesterday about Curry. Should he wait? Should he wait? They don't need him. Should he wait? Should he wait? And would he be back? And he came back with a vengeance. With a vengeance. What's your take on all of this? You know, I think mine it, mine varies a little bit differently. And what I mean is that, of course, they needed him, obviously, because uh, they were down by 16. He came back in, they won. Um, but even if he didn't play, they may have lost that game, but they weren't going to lose the series. It just would have been extended to maybe six games or seven games. And with Curry, it'll probably go to five. But the part that about Curry that's so interesting to me is he's just as arrogant, has just as much hubris as LeBron, as Michael, as Kobe, but because he, he seems to be a little guy, he's not a little guy in real life, but compared to those giants that he's playing against, um, he looks, you know, small and frail and skinny and he's relatable and he has a gorgeous family. And he's light skinned. Two gorgeous kids. Yeah, a nice looking wife. He put Bible verses on his shoes, and everybody thinks he's this meek and humble and docile dude. Did you see after he hit that three last night how yes. much arrogance was leaking out of him? He was like, I'm back, I'm back, no met. Like, this is one of the most arrogant guys in the league. And I'm okay with that. Like, that's cool because he, he obviously he deserves it because of what he's able to do on the court. But if we compare him to, you know, the hate that Kobe receives and the hate that LeBron receives and all these other guys, he's the same dude. He's the exact same dude, but because he's packaged differently, we view him as being humble and meek and gracious, and that's not him at all. So you're saying we should hate him just as much as Kobe? No, not no. at all. Kobe's different. I don't think Kobe should be – I mean, I'll take that back. Kobe, Kobe the other reasons a- that you hate Kobe. But, I mean, if, if we compare them to the to the – to the Giants, to the legends of the game. I'm talking about like LeBron and Michael and Shaq and all these other cats. They were hated for their arrogance about how good they were, and Curry is just as arrogant. Maybe because <laughs> maybe because people think they can beat him up because he's not that big. That's what I'm saying. It's like he, he'd be skinny. 
you know, you think that you can relate to him. He doesn't have movie star looks. He's adorable. Like, you just want to pinch his cheeks. You want to do that to Kobe. <laughs> like, Kobe, Kobe tells you, I want to, you know, kill you and slash your throat. And Steph is just like, I'm just going to bury threes on you. Yeah. So it's a little like, bit I'm different. Dunking on you. You know right, what? But I'm like, man, this dude is just as arrogant as any other great player. I was just saying that. Now, my opinion on it, because I was watching the clips, because I could not stay up late either. I was watching the clips, and um, and he definitely, to me, it seemed like he's been reading all the negative hate tweets mm-hmm, on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram, and he and it seemed like, Ugh, see, Ugh, see, you know, I got, I got to pull a Brady out. That's literally what he was saying. You know, but you're right. He, the you know, the industry though last year made him adorable with his daughter. You know, and and you kind of thought of him as straight out of college, young guy, and he's young by all means. But you definitely, I don't always compare him to, like, LeBron. And so he's very talented. But because I see him as the young kid in it, the young kid in it. Yeah. But, he's baby-faced. Plus, you know, That's the thing. He's baby-faced. His skill set is, is different. He's not going to back you down the post. He's not going to dunk on you. He, I mean, he can put you in the wash. I mean, you saw what he did to Chris Paul. And he has handles, but he's a jump shooter. He's not you know, going to take you to the hole. He's not going to bring down the rim. He's not big and burly and strong. So, yeah, we look at him differently because he doesn't scare us. Like, remember that time LeBron was on the cover? Was it GQ? And he had the white woman on his arm, and he was screaming, and his muscles <laughs> were out, and his veins were ripping. And his hair you know, was bleeding. Yeah. You sure that was GQ? <laughs> yeah. what, what website was that? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> in the May magazine. But, you know, he doesn't scare you. He doesn't put fear in you. The same way that you know those guys do, and with him again, because he's Steph. That I think the maturation of Steph Curry, as far as his body is concerned, that's what you're gonna get. Like when LeBron first started, he was a little bit skinny, but you saw how his frame filled out. Even Steph's frame is filled out, but this is this is as much as you're gonna get out of Steph. Like he's not gonna scare you with his muscles, and people look at that like, oh, that's cute. Like I saw him down at the water the other day. And he was hitting, you know, he was hitting threes. Like, no, nah, man, this dude wants to rip your soul out of your body. Like, mm-hmm. that's his competitive spirit. And I think it's just funny that because of the way he's presented to us, we don't look at him as being just as arrogant as the other dudes. That that's true. And um, what's interesting though, when you when you talk about that, is LeBron is very intimidating. Like I've seen him play, and when he's on the court, I remember we were they were playing the Magic, which you knew that was just like a practice game, okay? <laughs> I, I couldn't even count that game. But there was this there was this kid on the court, lebron up. He even had the headband. He had the jersey. He was – where his seat was was right across from the team where LeBron was. LeBron didn't acknowledge him even once. Really? Like, LeBron was in his zone, and no one expected for him to skip out of that zone regardless wow. of what was going no. on. You know? And, and he's no. intimidating. Like, I don't think – you could just come up to him and say what you want. But he's also been burned. People have got everything to say about him. And, uh, you know, we live in this industry now where you are you have access to them. They get to see 24/7. it. 24-7. And everyone feels like they have the right to give an opinion on him. And, yeah, absolutely. And it, absolutely. Hard, it makes these guys harder. You know, it makes them more, like, timid because, you know, it, they're, they're always on defense. Absolutely. And I, and I think if, if Golden State wins again this year, which I think they probably will, Go back-to-back, back, and let's just say Durant ends up joining the Warriors this offseason. Let's just say that happens. Then I think the narrative, not necessarily just on Curry, but on the Warriors will begin to change because the Warriors are still universally liked. Like the hate, you, I mean, the hate is, is probably going to start flowing in now that Curry's gotten the second MVP. 
first unanimous MVP in NBA's history. You got they won seventy three games, so they beat the what was it the ninety six Bulls that record. So now I think you'll start to see that because you know I mean we, we we can be a little bit iffy on stuff like that once once you start to win too much then we're like wait a minute like this. Uh, it was cute at first. Like, it was cool. You beat LeBron. We didn't like LeBron. And now, I don't know, you're starting to get a little nerve-wracking. So I think that some of the hubris that you'll see from that team, people will start to catch on to it if they keep winning. Now, if they lose this year, then you have to wait a little bit. But if Curry continues his maturation as a player, they add somebody like Durant in the offseason, they keep winning, then I think you're going to start to see people kind of change on that team. Uh, that's interesting. And, you know, you know who he kind of reminds me of early on was Penny Hardaway. Remember, Penny was nice and soft and cuddly, shy guy. Yeah. You know, it's Till he kinda... got little Penny. Till yeah. he got what? Little Penny. Till he got little Penny. <laughs> His alter ego then came out with little Penny. But I mean, like <laughs> exactly. meeting him and stuff, he was really quiet. He wasn't like a big show guy, you know. And um, and and there's in ways their personalities remind me a lot of each yeah. other, you know. You know that that's, and that's a really good comparison because in fact, I was just watching this magic moment uh, this morning. Um, with Shaq and Penny and all those guys. And, you know, Penny was basically saying that, like, I was shy. Like, I wasn't outgoing. That's why they created Lil' Penny for me, because I needed a marketing machine behind me. And the same may be said about Steph Curry. He's a little bit more outgoing and has uh, kind of an extrovert personality compared to somebody like Penny. Um, but you just – you don't get that. Like, you don't get, you know, Shaq out of him. You don't get yeah. Kobe out of him. You don't get LeBron. You do get more of a penny vibe from him. Yeah. We're going to go to commercial break, but remember what Shaq said to Kevin when he rolled up to Best Buy? He stink. Hey, I heard you stinking up the place, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, can you hold on for us? Because it uh, looks like Dwayne Wade was on fire last night, too. And, uh, we, oh, absolutely. We want to talk a little bit about that, but uh, this is the Kevin Sutton Show. This is Meyer, the lady's point of view, holding it down. Dr. Phil and just Nick. We'll be right back. It's that rapper oh. Georgia, right? We got to settle down. Oh, yeah. This is the Kevin Sutton Show. This is Myra, the lady's point of view, holding it down. We want to remind our listeners the Kevin Sutton Show is brought to you by USA Immigration Services, handling all of your immigration and business needs. You can go to USAImmigrationServe.com or call 407-894-6333. And you can leave us a voice message on our a website without even dialing a phone number. Just head to KevinSuttonShow.com. And on the right side of the screen, click on the speak pipe button. Keep it clean because we will play it on the air. Ask us any questions or just give us a comment. But whatever you do, head to KevinSuttonShow.com. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, oh, there you go, Nick. Nick's on the ones and twos. That's just Nick holding it down. And we're here, Dr. Phil and myself holding it down while Kevin's out. Being saving responsible, the saving the world, being one a grown up, you know, earning a paycheck. What's that? All right, so we've talked a lot of Curry. He's back. He's back on his game, top notch. Um, I believe, and Nick, I don't know if you agree. They cleaned this up. They cleaned Pardon? this up. They clean up the the series. Next game. Well, yeah, I mean, you took the 3-1 stranglehold that you needed. So I think they go back, and as Draymond Green said, uh, the series is over. He believes the Blazers are done, and I, I think so too, especially if Steph doesn't feel – you know, we don't know how he's feeling today, but every report shows that, he, that he's doing okay. So I would expect for for them to take care of it in game uh, game six, yes. Game and, five. Uh, game five. That's Is that Thursday night? Yes. Yes. I believe so too. I believe that now that he's back, he's in Portland's head. You know, there, there's a sense of, of that when when you start thinking, oh, we get to gain up. We won a game you because know, the main guy was out. 
and uh, and now it's back in their head. Well, the number one player. Yeah, in the, you know in they the had their fingers crossed in. when he went out when he went down. Yeah, it's an interesting question, and I'd like to get Jason Henry's thoughts on this uh, when we go back to him. But a lot of people made the point that Golden State going to Curry off the bench last night might have been a panic move. And maybe it worked out. I didn't feel like it was. I felt like it was time for him to come back and just play limited minutes. He played more than that. Yeah. But some did feel it was a panic move for them because it was a 2-1 series and could have been 2-2. Yep. Jason. We've got Mr. Jason Henry from the Jason Henry Project, who's always got great insight on sports, politics, and just everything round about. And beards. And uh, Jason, I, I just saw the picture over over the break. You're sporting a, a J- new look. Uh, James Harden going on there, man. <laughs> Yeah, just don't put me with a Kardashian. Yeah, you, um, you, you got the hat yeah, on. I, smooth. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I started growing it. What is this? Where are we in May? I think I started growing it back in December. <laughs> no, not like January or something like that. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I'm going to cut it into the summer. And then I realized, wait a minute, it's going to get hot. Yeah. This was a really smart move for me to do. I, I Can I say, as a lady's point of view, I don't like beards. Ah. I don't like, and and I'm glad I'm married to a man that it took him 37 days to grow <laughs> facial hair because <laughs> because it I, I just don't like it. I remember one time I, I hugged somebody who was on our show who had a big beard, <laughs> and uh, it creeped me out. But back to sports. That was just a ladies' point of view moment for you guys. Okay? <laughs> but Nick, Nick, I don't know if you heard Nick. He posted an interesting thought, and we wanted to see if you agreed about was it a panic? Was it a panic step? that Golden State made Curry come back? Um, was it to show that they defined this this uh, you know this playoff? Was it to show that they didn't want Portland to step up? Were they scared that they were going to look weak as a two-on-two? I mean, what are your thoughts? And Nick, you may want to clarify my, my abbreviation of yeah, that too. Yeah, Jason, I mean, a lot of people, Stephen A. Smith from ESPN made the point as well that he felt it was a panic move for Golden State to bring Curry back up to one in his series. Did you see it as a panic move last night, or was it just time for Curry to come back? No, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as panic. Um, I mean, because if it was a panic move, he would have started. Mm. Like, I mean, that, that that would be my view on it, at least, because mm. he came off the bench, and to be honest with you, maybe, I don't know, maybe something else uh, happens in overtime if uh, Livingston doesn't get ejected. Because remember, he got ejected, and Curry had to come in. Right. And I don't know, maybe the series is tied up to two. But no, I, I didn't look at it as a panic move. I think more than anything – yeah, they wanted to go ahead and dispose of the Blazers because going into this series, even with Curry out, I mean, they played two pedestrian teams. The Rockets probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Uh, a lot of people were thinking that the Blazers maybe shouldn't have been in the playoffs. So, I mean, you, you have two teams that even without Curry, they were going to beat regardless. Again, it, it may have taken them six games uh, to dispose of the Blazers without Curry and with them, you know, it's going to take them five. So I think, you know, maybe Steve Kerr was looking like, man, look, we need to go ahead and get rid of these cats so we can go ahead and rest up because you're probably going to have the Spurs in mm-hmm. the conference finals, probably. Now, if, if the Thunder beat them tonight, then all bets are off. But still, you want to have a healthy and rested Steph Curry either to play against the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard, Leonard and the defense that he's going to bring or against, I mean, Durant scored 41 against the Spurs the other night. And you have uh, an athletic machine monster in Russell Westbrook. So I think more than anything, Curry was looking at it as, yeah, we need to go ahead and get rid of these guys, but if we're going to bring Curry back, we don't want to start that process against the Spurs or the Thunder. We'd rather bring him back kind of slow against the Blazers, and then, you know, it just kind of blew up last night. Yeah, he's definitely going to – I mean, 
if the Spurs, and I got to tell you, just watching it here, Oklahoma's playing like for their life. Like they're going for the championship. It's a big game. Yeah, Yeah. it's a a big game because you take a 3-2 series lead back home. You're in control and have two chances to close out the series. Quick score update for you as well. Uh, Oklahoma City has the lead. 26-24. Kawhi Leonard just had a putback, though. Eight and a half minutes to go in the second. And uh, looks like Oklahoma City just called a timeout. Yeah, this is uh, make or break it for KD, though. If they don't win at all, I don't think he's staying. Wow. I don't know. And, and, and the reason why I, I slightly disagree with that is because I didn't realize that the salary cap for him, well, the, the amount of money for him would go up even more after next season. Yeah. So if he signs a like a year deal, if a he one one. with Oklahoma City for a year, yeah, then he can get more money after. But if he go ahead, if he signs with the Warriors or the Spurs this offseason, he's actually leaving money on the table. Right. Yeah. So I think there's a chance that he may end up standing in Oklahoma with Russell for another year to make another run at it. Um, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he left, but if, if we're looking at this monetarily, it'd actually be kind of smart for him to remain. Yeah, it makes more sense. Uh, that, that's a good point, Jason, for him to sign a one-and-one, one, so a one-year deal with a one-year player option. And also, that yeah. aligns him and Russell Westbrook. These guys have looked inseparable the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go back to that previous series where uh, you know they're fighting with Mark Cuban and, and, and all that as well. But uh, a one-and-one one would make sense financially, whether or not he thinks Oklahoma City can compete moving forward, though, I think is going to be the ultimate question. And listen, the Spurs are one team that I don't think have been shy. They're going to look to try to bring him in at the end of this year, too. So uh, this series might have real bearing on it. If he ends up going to the Spurs, I mean, just cancel the NBA. <laughs> I mean, I mean, All right, guys, we are not playing next season. No, I mean, just, just open it with seven games between them and the Warriors, and then we just we do it that way. Get rid of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Maybe bring the Cavs over. They'd be a three or four seed in the West, but just get rid of them because, I mean, the teams that you want to see match up are going to be the Warriors, Warriors and the Spurs at the end of the year. And the same goes for the Warriors. Like, if they end up pulling Durant and you got Kawhi Leonard and they could still go out and get a, a big-name free agent even if they don't end up signing Durant. So you have all this stuff going on in the West and then quietly over in the East, the Cavs made the second most three-pointers in the league behind the Warriors, so they completely altered how they play basketball through a small lineup, adding Channing Frost, J.R. Smith. I mean, did you see how many threes they hit against the Hawks? Like, they're still in the gym hitting threes. <laughs> I think they should move Golden State to the Eastern Conference because <laughs> well, no, nobody nobody knows where they play anyway. No, You know what's an interesting <laughs> fact that uh, Julius Caesar, when he was on with us last night, said, it's been known that the team that wins the first and second round that sweeps. That sweeps. Starts 8 0. Loses the conference finals. The conference finals. And, and uh, that's what happened with the Magic, right? Didn't uh, the the Cavaliers beat? <laughs> they swept the first two series. That would have been 2007, 2009, I believe. Yeah. 2009. Oh, 2009. Yeah, because that's when the Magic played the Lakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about that happened to the yeah, Cavs. The because, Magic because they beat lost. the Cavs. Yeah, yes. the Magic beat the Yes, okay, okay yes. Well, I, I would definitely say that tonight's hottest game is OKC with uh, San Antonio because everything gets defined here. Um, I got to tell you, I'm I'm kind of proud of Kevin Durant. You know, <laughs> he's he's doing an excellent job. And last year he had an injury, so last year he was out when it came to playoff time. They they that Jones fracture yeah. was scary. Yeah, yeah. They didn't I, make yeah. the playoffs. They missed the playoffs last yeah, year. Yeah, he would come back like this. Yeah, and so it's great to see. I mean, I still think San Antonio is an amazing team, but it's great to see them going head-to-head. And interesting enough is that San Antonio is not playing as smooth as they normally do. There's, no. 
There's a there's a lot of aggressive aggressiveness tonight, and we didn't get to the Wade question. Jason, before you do that, in any time I see Kevin Durant, I always remember us standing on the court during All Star game. Oh, man. Like, Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> he said, "Hey." I said, I said, who's Kevin Durant? That's what I said, actually. <laughs> and he turned around. I'm like, hey, Kevin. It sounds, sounds like a gene company. Jason Henry was there. I mean, it's it's an embarrassment of, of uh, the lady's point of view nowadays because I didn't know him at the time. And he, it, there is a video. And he's sitting there practicing. And I'm like, who's Kevin Durant? And he looked at me. Hey, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> That's all I could say. But you know what? Jason, if you can stay with us, man, an embarrassment moment brought to you by Jason Henry. <laughs> We're going to come right back. This is the Kevin Sutton Show. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. This is the Kevin Sutton Show coming to you loud and proud from ESPN 580 Orlando, the Victory Casino Studio. Mm. And we're sitting here. This is Myra, the lady's point of view with Dr. Phil and Jess Nick and Mr. Jason Henry, and we're holding it down tonight for Kevin. Not to worry, we're having a great time. And Jason, are you still back with us? Absolutely. All right, so. Um, hey, Jason, you know we're on Google Play? We've gra- I did not. We yeah. graduated to Google we're, Play. We're, on, we're yeah. on Google Play Music, so if you ever miss the show, download it from there, okay? Yeah, I mean. Oh, that's dope. I loaded uh, when I'm on my run in the morning. Now, the only person that probably woke up feeling uh, underappreciated this morning was Dwayne Wade. <laughs> okay, because it seems like Curry stole all the attention, and Dwayne Wade probably had one of his best games of the season last night. 30 points. I saw some of the clips. He was on fire. It was like a Dwayne Wade from three years ago. Um, he apparently claims a lot of it said Bosch pulled him aside and said go out there and be aggressive, and he did. What are your thoughts on it? It's it's nice to see. It looks like he picked up a huge endorsement. By the way, when he had his uh, his interview after the – he couldn't have had more Gatorade bottles surrounding him. Oh, you that's know? so – <laughs> even at the arm no i'm just kidding but it's, he interviewed from inside a gatorade bottle <laughs> it was it was so apparent but um he was on fire and it's great to see him i mean you know he's obviously a more aged player and you know he's been even though he's a great player on his own you know after the big three the bosch you know the uh lebron and him it, it's kind of like he's lost that light of him that he had prior to that but last night it was wade what do you think um, two things. Uh, number one, you're absolutely right. Uh, Wade was the reason they won that game, and without him being so aggressive and kind of playing hero ball, then they would have lost. Uh, second thing, that game was trash. I think that's why nobody's <laughs> talking about it. That game was awful. If you would have saw uh, Wade, I think he had a runner or a bunny or a layup, and the ball just kind of got just kind of sat on the top of the rim. Yeah, it sat on the flange, like, yeah, on the back of the basket. The ball was like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore because you keep disrespecting me how terrible you guys are playing basketball. That was an awful <laughs> game. But it was fun because you like to see, I mean, you remember Wade from the 06 uh, finals and yep. how he just disrespected the Mavericks. And you didn't, of course, we're never going to get that weight again because he's not going to be that young again. But to see him, the way he played last night, and actually the way he's been playing this entire series, he hadn't hit a three since December. And I think in game one or game two, he hit like three of them. So it's good to see it. But at the same time, I mean, like this basketball has been putrid. You bring in a cat like um, Joe Johnson from the Nets so that he can hit three-pointers for you, 
He hasn't hit a three this entire series. Mm. Gordon Dragic, every time you look around, he's losing a tooth. He has blood on his mouth. Hassan Whiteside is out. Kyle Lowry has a blown-up elbow. He's not playing well. DeMarcus uh, DeRozan isn't playing well. So, I mean, the basketball just hasn't been that good. So, I think that's why a lot of people aren't really paying attention to that series, even though Wade is playing some pretty good basketball. I actually felt like he was light on his feet last night, which uh, which was different because it, it seemed like, you know, he I've had the energy. I've never known what that feels like. <laughs> Be light on it, your feet. It's just the energy that was that was surrounding him. It was it was his night, definitely. But I feel at the same time, like I said, with Curry taking over all of the attention with coming back, you you barely saw any you know anybody talking about that. It was all Curry today. It was nothing but Curry. Yeah, I mean Curry. Look, Curry's pulling up from you know three at twenty eight feet, thirty feet, and they're hitting the bottom of the net, no rim at all. And with Wade, the ball is kind of just sitting on the top of the rim, so. I mean, the dichotomy is interesting because you're right. Wade deserves the acclaim. Um, again, without him, they wouldn't have won. But, you know, secondarily, they're playing small ball right now. There's no white side. I can't re- remember the tall white dude that plays for the Raptors who sprained his ankle was out. So Balance you're playing Jonas. small ball right now. That's it. That's him. So you're playing small ball right now. Wade's able to do a, a – he's able to get to the rim a little bit easier. So, I mean – it's a little bit different. Again, Wade is old. His knees are aging. He's 33 years old, and you got this hot new dude over in Oakland who's raining threes from midcourt and, you know, turn around before they even go in to celebrate. Jason, before we leave, you've got Toronto and Miami tomorrow night, Friday night. Who do you think takes this series? I wish they'd cancel it now. Um, <laughs> I really hope <laughs> I hope that Miami wins because i like to see LeBron and the oh. Cavs face Miami. The, I really would like to see that The only interesting series of the East Coast will be if Miami and uh, mm-hmm. the Cavs play. You're right. <laughs> uh, but I think Toronto's going to end up taking it. If, right. if, if Lowry continues to play this well, I think that, that series belongs to Toronto. Man, there you go. That's Mr. Jason Henry from the Jason Henry Project. Jason, thanks for taking some time out, and uh, we'll check in with you next week. Already. All right, have a good one. See you, bro. Man, so he's Toronto. I'm, ho- I'm still holding for Miami. Where are you, Nick? I want Miami to win. Like I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a dang about Toronto. I really I don't. Toronto. I mean, they're they're not interesting. And the only thing that was interesting about Toronto late in that game was their All Star point guard Demar Derozan or shooting guard, whatever, did not play really the final five minutes of the fourth quarter until about ninety seconds left after Lowry fouled out, and that that sets off a red flag in my mind. But still, uh, I want Miami to win because I want to see LeBron against Miami, and I think Cleveland takes care of either one of those teams. It's a rock fight right now. Man. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what it is? It's Tuesday. So that means. It means it's Time Warp Tuesday. There we go. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Time Warp Tuesday, we take a quick look back in time in sports and entertainment history. Let's head back all the way to 1989. All right. FC, Here I was born. Okay. FC right. Barcelona wins its 29th Europe Cup 2. Okay? Okay. Let's head back to 1970. Bobby Orr of the Boston Bruins. He scored a goal to win Game 4 in the Stanley Cup over the St. Louis The historic Blues. Bobby Orr goal. Yes, they uh, made a statue of this guy. Yes. All right, let's head back to 1967. The home run hitter Frank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Hank. Frank Aaron. Hank. Hank Aaron. He made his only inside the park home run. So that, mm. that's very, very hard to do, especially if you're slow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then also, let's, get, let's head forward to 2001. A soccer game, that was a stampede in Ghana, and it killed over 120 people. Oh, yeah. A little sad news. All right, entertainment news, birthdays. We got U2's Bono. How He's old is Bono? 75. <laughs> what do you think, Nick? I'm joking. Hold on. I'll take that back. But, you know, he kind of, like, lives forever. I'm going to give him um, 
52. Okay. I'm going to go prices right here. Go 53. He is 56. Yes. Ah. All right. Keenan Thompson from Keenan Kells. Saturday Night Live. How old is he today? He is 38. Myra got it right. Okay. You know why? Why? Because Kevin tried out for that role. Oh, right. Yep, and wow. Kevin just turned 38 what? last week. Wow. And Kevin could have been Keenan. We're playing on a protest. She cheated. Okay, she did. I just listen to him every once in a while when he talks. <laughs> All right, Nick's definitely going to get this one. <laughs> WWE wrestler William Regal. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's his birthday. How old Damn. is he today? Oh, he's uh, 59. 60. 48. Okay. All right, <laughs> let's head to the number one movie this week in 2004. I'm not 2004, 2014. What is wrong with me today? 2014. Number, Number one, one movie. movie this week. I don't do movies. Movies. Ah. Zach Efron was in it. Oh, um, 17 again. Neighbors. Neighbors. Four, Forty-nine million. And the number one song this uh, this day on 2014 was Happy from Pharrell. Oh, man. There you go. Tom 2014. Yep. Man, where does the time go? I know. It feels like that was 10 years ago, doesn't <laughs> it? I mean, Happy from Pharrell. I mean, geez. 10 years ago to me seems like 1999. I don't know. That was wrong with me. I know. Everything is 10 years ago. Man, and, and Nick, you'll learn this. The older you get, it, it just seems like, what? That was just like. Like, I, like <laughs> I'll see a car. It's a 2002. I'm like, oh, it's not that old. Like, <laughs> yeah, No, only 14 years old. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just think about it. That, that car would be in high school now. I know. Isn't oh, that crazy? But it's true. Man, man, that's that's some good Time Warp Tuesday. Those are always fun because you always bring them out of nowhere. And I like I like to put some random stuff in there, too. Yeah, but but it's it's true. Ke- uh, Kevin made it through the first round of the auditions for Keenan and Cow, and Nickelodeon was here in Orlando at the time. Right, And right. the second round was flying to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And his parents refused to pay for it. And that's the end of Kevin's so, TV. So man, it would have been? been? It would have been Kevin and Cal? Kevin and Cal. Could have been Kevin and Cal. Yeah, or could have been wow. Keenan and Kevin. I still remember the theme song. Oh, here it goes. You remember? Do, do, I didn't do. watch Keenan and Cal, so I would have never Nick, watched Nick, Kevin. you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, no, I do. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, like, I, I, t- I totally remember that. But <laughs> There we go. Perfect those, way to end the show. Those are the choices you make. I mean, but then we wouldn't have the Kevin Sun show. Hey, Who tomorrow, loves tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, wrestling, wrestling Wednesday, Wednesday We've been waiting for this, and we're going to discuss that Money Monday because there's a part two to it, and um, it'll be great. But, hey, this is the Kevin Sutton Show. We had a great time. You know what? And and Wade got dissed again on our show because it was all about Curry. He took the backseat to Curry quarters. again. Wayne had uh, Wade had two two minutes compared to Curry's 37 yeah. minutes, you know? <laughs> hey, but it was a great time. We love holding it down. We'll be back tomorrow. Dr. Phil, myself, and just Nick. Holding it down for the Kevin Sutton Show. You guys have a great night. And don't forget to follow us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Kevin Sutton Show. We're out. Magic and Kareem or Pinatella. Somebody's in trouble.